are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the Sound is your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also find me via Twitter at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. I am your host. I am so excited to join you yet again for another episode. We are here to talk Carolina NC State action. We got a little UNC game that happened yesterday. Unfortunately, the Tar Heels fell to NC State 79-76, but let's have that convo and get more into it. More importantly, we've got to talk women's basketball. We had a few women who are doing big things that we want to honor them. And finally, some awards given to the football players as they prepare for this orange roll coming up here soon. We've got people trying to make some decisions, so let's talk about that all on today's episode. All right, I hope you guys are having a great start to your Wednesday if you've already been halfway through or if you're winding up the day I hope it's been excellent for you now let's talk recap right the Carolina Tar Heels faced NC State Wolfpack yesterday in what was a very exciting matchup I hope you guys took a listen to the locked on Wolfpack locked on Tar Heels crossover episode that happened yesterday with host Kenton Gibbs and I we had a good time just preparing ourselves and what we said was going to be a track meet and that's certainly what it was from start to finish Carolina could not get going in the beginning minutes of the game. They started sluggish yet again. It just seems to be what is, you know, uh, at, it's just Carolina right now, right? They are struggling to get some offense going early, and they are struggling to stick to said offense. They are struggling to find their rhythm when it comes to shooting. Our backcourt is just still struggling to create some offense, and yet, they were in this game for whatever reason. Carolina ended up being, you know, fighting to the very end, but it just wasn't enough because the hole was far too great for the Tar Heels. Devin Daniels scored eight straight points in the second half and finished with 21 to help NC State beat 17th ranked North Carolina, while freshman Shaquille Moore, who had one of the best dunks I've seen so far in the ACC this season, really annihilated us. 17 points off the bench. He blew by, he mentioned in his post-conference about how we always talk about blue bloods this, blue bloods that, and he just wanted to prove himself and prove that NC State was worthy. And damn it, were they all right? NC State now sitting five and one, one and zero oh on the ACC season. They are just wow. Okay, Coach Keats called a hell of a game. There were some interesting calls throughout this game, but that's neither here nor there. I'm not going to get on ACC refs because you already know that's just what they do. ACC refs going to ACC ref, right? NC State cut. Uh, seventeen point deficit. They were trying to, you know get a little aggressive with their shooting, but they weren't exactly executing, which allowed for Carolina to get in the game. NC State ended up going, though, on a 14-2 and run when Carolina was within a point, which really just sealed the deal and ended up being a very close but yet perfect victory for the Tar Heels when it was all said and done. Carolina was, you know, start to finish just what we've seen all year and for whatever reason they haven't quite got it yet and it just seems to be apropos of the year 
just sometimes you're on, sometimes you're not, sometimes you're feeling it, sometimes you try to battle back, and, you know, we just monitor it as we go. NC State was without DJ Funderburg, but it didn't matter because Manny Bates had quite the game playing on the inside, and it certainly seemed as though Carolina was swallowed up in the paint. They weren't really getting the scores that they needed to, but shout to Armando Baycock for scoring 16 points to lead the Tar Heels. For a second straight game. And then you also had Garrison Brooks, who struggled with 10 points inside the paint. Garrison Brooks is having a slow start to his year. The preseason all uh the preseason player of the year for the ACC is certainly not living up to what I'm sure plenty for himself as well people thought he would do. And yet we find ourselves sitting <laughs> Facing another opponent came don't even have time to really reflect because you are you're four and what four and three on the season now and you're zero and one in the ACC and you're hoping that you can just figure it out and put some things back together and you stop digging yourself into further holes and yet here we are having the same conversation you get about tired of saying it right you get about tired of having 18 turnovers in a game and shooting only 16 percent from three 70 percent from your free throws only 44 percent from the field for the entire night you get about tired of that right yes you can out rebound the team sure and sure you can bury unbury yourself from a deep hole but if you're not executing from start to finish if you're just sitting around wondering who's going to dig yourself the hole see what the other team's made up clearly they're made of kicking ass right clearly we they've got it <laughs> they've got it down pat so they're gonna have to figure out eventually how to get some things going because if not we're gonna have a long day <laughs> for the rest of this ACC year but we'll see my hopes are not high, and yet we have to keep going. So December 30th, after we have Christmas and we gear up for uh, prepare ourselves for a new year, we have Carolina facing Georgia Tech, which has always been, you know, thorn in our side. We end up pulling away, but it's nothing to sleep on. Again, Carolina has got to figure it out. I'm tired of saying it. They have to just figure, figure it out, find a way. <laughs> I'm sure Roy is tired of having the same things. I'm sure there's nothing motivational he says in the second half that is far different than what he says in the first. It's just like you've got to execute. You have to do your job. And so hopefully now on Wednesday, December 30th at 8 p.m., Carolina figures it out against the Yellow Jackets. Now, I have had all the basketball I could take for the day. You know, I don't want to sit here and dwell on every single play or every single thing that was missed or made and all that good stuff because I think, you know, it's beating a dead horse at this point until you see actual improvement in trying to make efforts in fixing things. You really can't do much. So that's that. That's my basketball spiel <laughs> of the day. But are you guys ready for some football, though? Because I am. I'm ready to talk football, which is what I can't wait to jump into next. College football heads into bowl season, and there are some big matchups this weekend. There are <laughs> plenty of opportunities to win some money, and there's only one place that has you covered and one place that I trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. I promise you, get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked on to get 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
Do you ever feel like you're always on? I mean, same. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes I just need to celebrate responsibly. That's when I reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. It doesn't matter what team or sport is playing, Coors Light from Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, is the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Now we get the chance to talk football, and of course it is... Orange Bowl energy as we're preparing for January 2nd, the Tar Heels to take on Texas A&M in what should be an exciting matchup. And of course, it's award season, right? The regular season is now done. and We get to celebrate some of the guys for the big years that they've had. Reminder that North Carolina football plays six players on the ACC, on the AP All-ACC team for the 2020 season, Deami Brown. Michael Carter, Chaz Surratt, and Javante Williams landed on the first team, while Joshua Azuyu and Sam Howell were placed on the second team. So great things from those guys, right? But also, we had 13 placed on all ACC teams, right? So beyond just the AP award, the North Carolina football program placed 13 Tar Heels on all ACC teams, the league announced yesterday. Michael Carter, De'Ami Brown, Chas Surratt claimed first team honors, while Sam Howell, Javante Williams landed on second team. And that was a snub if I've ever seen one for Javante Williams, who literally is toe-to-toe with Travis Etienne, who has been, honestly, one of the freshest things on the scene when it comes to ACC offense, because let's let's keep it a band. ACC has not been the strongest this year, and yet we're still talking about Javante every freaking week, how he hammers home. I mean, he literally trucked over about four defenders against the Miami game in one play. Okay? But no. Right. Second team. Oh, oh okay. Right. Period. Cool. Lie to yourself. Don't lie to me. Right? Guard Joshua Zudu and Carter for all purpose and third team honorees. Uh, Brian Anderson, Tamon Fox, Marcus McKeithen, Trey Morrison, Daz Newsom, and Jordan Tucker and Ray Vahasik, um were named honorable mention. All right? 13 honorees are the most of the Tar Heels since 2015 so shout out to the guys for getting it done right having excellent seasons and you know I mean for all intents and purposes Carolina football has certainly made a name for themselves they are trying to for the most part at least make sure that they come back next year for an even greater year as I mentioned about Javante he is still figuring out whether or not he is going to play for this bowl game I think he needs to take his talents to the next level. I will be sad to see him not play. But at the same time, I mean, they played in a pandemic. What more can you ask for? People still angry and upset about it are quite absurd. I've never, I will never understand that for as long as I live, (laughs) right? I just, how can you force men to try and play for free, for longer than they really have to, right? Javante Williams was the other half of UNC's dynamic backfield again, alongside Michael Carter, who we know has said that he will not play in the bowl game. 
Javante set a program record with 22 touchdowns and rushed for over 1,000 yards for his junior campaign. He ranked second in the nation in total touchdowns and his 103 rushing yards per game is third in the conference. But yet he didn't make first team. So I just, yeah, y'all y'all rest with that. I, I, I don't know. Well, talking about the first team people, Deami Brown, the only wide receiver in UNC history with 2,000 yard seasons, led the ACC and ranked sixth nationally with over 1,000 receiving yards. His eight touchdowns in his junior campaign were second most in the league. Unfortunately, we won't see him in the bowl game, but nonetheless, we've appreciated all that he's done for the Tar Heels. Michael Carter once again displayed his versatility and being an all-purpose player. He's done so much for us. Multiple thousand-yard seasons, conference-leading rushing yards, scored 11 total touchdowns, averaged over 150 all-purpose yards per game, just did everything we need, right? And he, again, as I mentioned, won't be playing in the bowl game. Chester Rat. Another guy who decided to take his talents to the next level, and he did not have to come back this year and yet wanted to put more of himself on film. The first team linebacker leading Carolina's defense with 91 tackles, tied for the team lead with six sacks, and was second with seven and a half tackles for a loss. Now, I understand you feel a way about them not playing, but let's get excited about the fact that, you know, Brian Anderson will be on the field. He's an honorable mention. Tamon Fox, Marcus McKeithen, Trey Morrison, Daz Newsom, Jordan Tucker, Ray Vahasek. Like, we have some guys. Oh, and we have a second-team quarterback, all-ACC quarterback, Sam Howell, planning to play the game. So you got to just do what you have to do. You don't see Mac Brown disappointed in the guys or upset or what have you. Like, if he's not upset and he's been with the guys this entire time, why the hell are you so upset about it, right? Like, where do you get off? from being so angry and aggressive. It's just, I don't, I don't understand, but here we are. So I'm going to say shout out to the guys for getting it done. And I look forward to celebrating whoever we can at the Orange Bowl, which again will be January 2nd. I hope you guys have gotten your tickets, your Coors Light, all of that good stuff. You're made to chill. You're headed to Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens and you are Propping yourself, you know, wherever it is, if you're at the comfort of your home watching ESPN, gearing up for another opportunity to see Carolina play, right? This will be Carolina's first uh, Orange Bowl appearance. This will be the 35th bowl game in Carolina's football history and its first appearance in a major bowl, rather, since 1950 in the Cotton Bowl. So it's been... Long time coming. That's what we should be happy about. Who cares who got us there? Like, we appreciate those guys, but we got there, right? That that should be what it is. Cool. Carolina is number 13 in the college football rankings that they finish up for the regular season. They are literally trying to just, you know, utilize a Sam Howell-type offense and dominate a scary Texas A&M, who was fifth in the college football rankings after putting together an 8-1 and one record this season in the SEC. And Jimbo Fisher is certainly no stranger to the ACC, leading Florida State to a national championship. But he has the 14th best defense in the country, and they are not anybody to be playing with and I'm sure they are angry about not being in the conversation when it comes to the top four so they are going to take out everything 
on the Tar Heels, which we're not surprised about, but we will handle accordingly. So we prepare our minds and hearts for that, and we gear up for that New Year matchup. Cool. All right, y'all. So whenever you feel like you want to get upset about it, just remember, it's just a game. Let's talk about women's hoops next here on Locked on Tar Heels. Betting on your favorite team doesn't have to be a guessing game, right? If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcast. I don't know if you guys are big bettors, but I am new to the betting game. I had just started my betting uh, journey. We'll call it that, right? I have taken my talents to the NFL. I don't really want to bet on college kids because they're too stressful, right? You just never know. Somebody could have broken up with a girlfriend and decided that they just weren't feeling it that day. And I don't have time or energy to deal with 18 to 22 year olds. So I'm going to take my talents to the league, right? So I'm Betting a couple parlay bets. I've got myself going. Someone taught me what a parlay bet was. Thank the Lord for that. I'm going to take my talents in the NFL. So hopefully I'm going to report back because thanks to these lovely spread stats money lines from Bet Online, I now know where to go and just I feel confident in my picks. So I plan to report back to you guys and let you know how that shakes out. So pray for me. Keeping your parents like a mama could use some money. Okay, that's, that's, that's what we know. I could use a couple dollars. But let's talk about some women who are doing big things. Janelle Bailey, ACC Player of the Week, the senior center, was named that on Monday. She is from Hales from Charlotte, shout out to the 704. She has been averaging 19.3 points a game and 11 rebounds over her three games with UNC. Carolina, who's currently 7-2, and 2-2 two, two and two in the ACC, went 2-1 and one last week, including a big win in the first meeting of the season against a ranked team. After fa- falling 67-63 Monday, the Tar Heels bounced back. They beat Syracuse. They beat Wake Forest. And now they are looking to avenge some big ACC energy and get their third win on the year when it comes to ACC matchups on December 31st facing Carolina yet again. So the Tar Heels are looking to make sh- make their necessary improvements and for real are doing big things. So we are going to keep talking about Carolina women's hoops because I think that it's important to give ourselves a full balance and celebrate a basketball team that's actually doing some good stuff because they know how to improve themselves. So if guys, if you're listening, I hope you're taking trips to Carmichael Arena and you are deciding that you are going to, you know, improve where improvement is needed. Okay? That's what I'll say to you guys. Improve where improvement is needed because it's clear that you want to get better. You're trying your best. But when opportunity knocks his ugly head, you seem to, I don't know, not answer the call, if if we're going to be frank about it. And I think that if we... We're missing some sharpshooters. So I didn't know. I'm sorry, I'm going back to the game. If we had, you know, a Puff Johnson type energy, if Cam, he was channeling Cam, maybe they would have made those two, three attempts and we had a tie ball game overtime and Carolina sitting pretty because they knew if they had five more minutes, they would have beat NC State. But 
Again, can't put yourself in a hole. Can't put yourself in a hole. It does ne- it never ends well when you try and give yourself such a hill to climb. So needless to say, that's my three cents. I'm sorry. It's supposed to be about the women and yet here I go rambling about the men's team. But there's that. All right, so that's all I've got for you guys today. I hope that you are again enjoying your holiday season. I'm thinking about doing a Christmas episode. We'll see how we feel, right? We're gonna might enjoy some time with family because hey, I don't know, that's just important to do here in this holiday season. But wear your mask and stay safe out there. I hope you guys just do do the little things. It's not hard, it really isn't, but it is important to do your part to try and help your fellow man by washing them hands, okay? So there's that on that. I look forward to talking to you guys on the next couple in the next couple days we'll say we'll try tomorrow but if we don't feel tomorrow i hope you guys have a merry christmas if you do celebrate that if you just celebrate being a holiday having some time off you get that too if you don't get time off i hope you get a little rest get a little nap in whatever is good for you all of that i appreciate you guys listening every single day about carolina athletics it's always a joy and pleasure so until next time As always, we love to say it's a great day to be a Tar Heel and what? Go Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.